Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Hello, New Song, and thanks again for tuning in uh, to New Song Online. I cannot wait to minister the Word of God to you today as we start a brand new series uh, that we're calling Living Courageously. And um, especially in, in this fear-filled time, we think this is a, a good word for all of us today. But I, I want to tell you, this is a subject matter that actually we had planned to teach uh, quite some time ago, months and months ago, uh, long before we ever started talking about COVID-19. And uh, we're, we're kind of just sticking to the schedule. And so uh, I think it's wonderful how God just aligned all of these things together. Uh, so for those of you who are struggling with fear right now uh, about the present, then you're going to be ministered to. For those of you who uh, just struggle with fear in general, uh, not only in the present, but just, um, you know, concerning your future, concerning other areas in your life, uh, I want you to know you're going to be strengthened in the faith too. And it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, series that we teach you over the next uh, few weeks. So if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Justin Chambers. I'm the senior pastor here at New Song. And uh, again, once these doors open up, I can't wait to meet you in person. And uh, we would love for you to join us in person uh, once we're allowed to do so. So until then, we're praying for you and we love you. And I want to start out today with a word of prayer uh, over this uh, over this teaching that God would just strengthen us all uh, through his word and through his power and presence in our lives. So let's do that right now. Wherever you're at, just bow your heads and we're gonna pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for the world. You know what's happening. You know what needs to happen. And Father, we pray that the miraculous would take place and that you would show yourself powerful once again. Have mercy upon our nation. Have mercy upon this world, Father. And let this be a time of strengthening among your people. Let this be a time where the church awakens, uh, that, that they would be uh, uh, faith-filled believers who live out your purpose, no matter what they face in the day or the week or the month, or even this year, Father, that we would be a faith-filled church, not just New Song, but all of the believers around the world, that we would rise up up as men and women of faith and children of faith and accomplish what you've called us to accomplish. Now, for this word today, Father, we pray that you would help us um, to receive the word. Lord, let our hearts be good soil that your word can be planted in and produce a harvest 30, 60, or 100 fold. So we give you this moment, we give you our, our time, we give you our hearts, we give you our minds, we give you everything. Father, change us according to your will, we pray. Again, that's in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, the strong Son of God. And wherever you're at, say amen, amen. Now, that being said, are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? Good, I'm glad you are. And uh, we are going to be looking at Joshua, the story of Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. And I want to tell you a little bit about what's happening uh, at this point. Um, in fact, Joshua's opening scene, and I, I don't really like to call it a, a scene because it's, it's reality. So, um, But at this point in the Bible, in Joshua chapter 1, uh, it, it kind of replays an earlier event in the life of the Israelites 
You remember Moses went and he uh, um, really rescued the Israelites out of captivity, out of captivity, out of Egypt, and um, and God did the miraculous, and then God had promised them this land, the promised land. And as Moses was taking these people uh, into the promised land, there were some things that happened. Moses sent out 12 spies. And out of those 12 spies that came back, only two of them uh, came back faith-filled. Only two of them were ready to go and take possession of the land. And that was Joshua and Caleb. But the other 10 spies, they were filled with fear and that fear was contagious and it spread throughout the Israelites. And because of their fear, God actually would not allow them to possess the, the promised land. In fact, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And so, so now the Israelites are back at the Jordan River. They're about to cross over into the promised land and leading them this time is not Moses. Moses has, has already passed. This time it's Joshua. Um, and the same, the same one that went in the first time as a spy and came back and said, Hey, we can do this. The Lord is on our side. We can take this land. So we see the faith of Joshua, not only in this moment, but in moments past. And in fact, the similarities are, are so, um, interesting in, in, in this story, how, how this thing happens that, that Joshua uh, was one of the 12 that was sent back or sent into the promised land to spy out that land. He, he and Caleb came back and they were filled with faith. Well, now uh, this next chapter of Joshua chapter two, Joshua kind of does the same thing and he sends spies into the land. And um, actually he only sends two though. And then those uh, spies come into contact with Rahab and and that's a, a beautiful story, but, but this is not yet quite the Rahab, but yeah, this is after the point that Moses has passed. We find ourselves in Joshua chapter one. And, and I want to teach you a couple of things before I even read the scripture. And if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you a lot of statements today that you can write down. Of course, you can um, access our website uh, where you can download the sermon notes yourself. But the first one is this, I'm calling it letter A, that, that fear sees the problem, but courage sees the opportunity. If I'm going to teach you about living a courageous life, you have to get to this place in your life that you don't just continually see problems, that you actually see opportunities. And I'll tell you this, that a lot of the things, in fact, Many, many things that I've done in ministry that my wife and I have done in ministry uh, to advance the kingdom of, of, of God. Many of those things were scary to us in the flesh and in, in the natural. We were very, very nervous. Um, in fact, you know, just planting this church, just starting this church, when we moved to Plymouth, uh, we didn't know anybody. I mean, think about that. Just moving to a town where you don't know anybody and you decide, you know, I, I'm going to start a church here. God has called me to start this church. And you think, boy, how do I even invite people? And how do I get to know the community? And, and how is this thing going to go? And how am I going to provide for my family? And trust me, there were a lot of fears in there, but but there was also a lot of opportunity there. And, and fear focuses on the problems uh, but courage focuses on the opportunities. And I'm going to teach you that uh, in depth today, but let her be, write this down too, that fear is a reaction to circumstances, to what you think that the future could hold or might hold. Fear is a reaction, but courage is a decision. 
Courage is, is a decision. Courage is not just an emotion that we feel when we have this adrenaline rush. Courage is a decision that we make to move forward in the face of fear. It's a decision that we make that says, hey, listen, I know who I am in Christ. I know what God has called me to. I know where I'm supposed to be going, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for the glory of God. I'm going to take a step of faith, and I will not live by fear. So courage, faith, it's a decision that we make in our life, and, and whereas fear is a reaction. And so let's look at Joshua chapter 1. This is uh, verse 1 through verse 6. It says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all of the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Now, this is a powerful portion of scripture, and I want you to take note of something. It, it, again, this is letter C, if you're taking notes, that God did not remove Joshua's fears, nor did he remove the fearful circumstance of going into this brand new land where he knew he would face conflict. Instead, God offered himself as the antidote to fear. In, in fact, if you read again, if you notice in Joshua one uh, verses one through six that God says over and over again. He says uh, things like this. Um, You're going to lead all of these people to the land that I am going to give them. Hey, Joshua, it's not you that's giving it to them. I'm going to give it to them. I will give you every place where you set your foot. Your territory will extend, and he gives those directions as to where it's going to happen. He he says, nobody will be able to stand against you as I was with Moses, so I'm going to be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I, I am calling you to lead these people into the land that I told you to take possession of. In fact, the land that I promised Uh, not only to the Israelites, but to Moses, that promise is still yours and I'm going to lead the way. Do you you see what God is saying? God is saying, hey, Joshua, don't put your trust in yourself. Put your trust in me. So the first thing I want to tell you after this portion of scripture is that God, our heavenly father, is the antidote to fear. That, that, that as we put our faith and our trust and our hearts on Christ and upon our heavenly father, we know that he works all things out for the good of those that, that love him and are called according to his purpose. That he has this incredible, miraculous way of, of making beauty for ashes, of, of taking the unlovely, taking the, 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 the negative, taking the, the, the circumstances, the struggles, the, the potential conflict. And he has this incredible way of doing the miraculous and bringing us into the place that he has called us to. He never leaves us. 
He never forsakes us. He's with us all the time. In fact, the Bible says that he leads the way, that he goes before us. And everybody, I want you to know before we go any further to live a courageous life, you need to know that God loves you. Oh, does he love you? That God is living for your benefit. That, that he thinks of you. He knows your best future. He, he, he does, he, he does everything for your benefit to lead you to the place that he has called you to. And it's our, it's our job. It's our task to say, Father, I relinquish control. I trust you. I'm going to follow you wherever you lead, wherever you want me to go. I'm going to go because I know you love me. I know you have good things for me. And so I'm going to choose courage because I know who you are. I know what you've called me to and because I trust you so very, very much. And you say, well, pastor, how do I, how do I really uh, trust the Lord? It's a choice that you make. It's just a choice that you make. And let me tell you this though, the more that you make this choice to trust the Lord, even when it doesn't make sense, even when you know that there's going to be a little bit of conflict ahead, when you choose to trust the Lord, you're going to see him work in your life. And when you see him work in your life, you're going to trust him more. And then he's going to be proven faithful. And when you see him being faithful, you're going to trust him more. But it always starts with just a step. Are you going to trust him today? Are you going to trust him this week? Are you going to trust him with your circumstances right now? And when he proves himself faithful, it's easier to trust him in the future. But you got to start somewhere. One, at one point, you just have to say, Father, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you, okay? That's where you start. It's just a small step that leads to another step, that leads to another step, that leads to a journey, that leads to a life of trusting in the Lord and seeing his goodness in your life. I want to tell you some other things about this. I, I don't think Josh, I don't think that God would be telling Joshua to fear not if Joshua wasn't fearful. Like that doesn't make sense. In fact, you'll see in this story that God tells Joshua this over and over again. Hey, 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 Josh, be strong, be courageous. He must have needed to hear it because God told it to him so often. And, and this is what I've learned, letter D, that the enemy loves, the enemy loves whispering thoughts of fear to us because he doesn't want us to be fruitful. Like the, the devil doesn't want you to bear fruit. The devil doesn't want you to advance the kingdom of God. The devil doesn't want you to, to live a better life or for your family's life to be better. He doesn't want you to accomplish the things of God in your life. And so he's going to whisper to you these thoughts of fear because he's afraid. The devil is afraid that you're going to be fruitful. Listen, everybody. Don't, wish, don't listen to the whispers of the enemy. You listen to the whispers of God. And you say, how do I know the difference? That is so easy. If anything is fear-filled, if there is a whisper in your heart, in your mind, if there is a thought, even fleeting thought, that is filled with fear, it's filled with dread, it's filled with foreboding, can I tell you, that's not from God. God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. I've taught you this in the past, that, 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 that God said that, that fear is actually a demonic spirit. Think about this. God hasn't given us, the Bible says, a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So fear is a demonic spirit. It's something that comes from the enemy. So anything that is filled with fear 
is not from God. And you need to reject that. And you need to live by faith. You need to live according to the word of God. And I'll teach that in a second. And, and, and live according to faith. That, uh, that type of faith that says, God, you're right. You're good. You're loving. Your word is true. Your promises are true. I'm going to follow after you. I'm going to trust you. We do not listen to the enemy. We listen to our heavenly father. And can I tell you something? Everything that God will ever whisper to you will be in alignment, in perfect alignment with the word of God. I promise you that. God never contradicts his word. So if you hear a, a, a sweet whisper, a, a peaceful, restful whisper, a, a calming whisper that is in alignment with the word of God, can I tell you something? That's the voice of the Holy Spirit talking to you. But if you hear a voice that's filled with fear, that's not God. That's just not God. And you need to reject that and hold true to the word of God and who and, and what we know uh, and, and who we know God to be, the character and the nature of God. Letter E, write this down, that the enemy knows that fear keeps us from the promises of God. Let me, let me say it this way, um, that, that giving into fear keeps us from the promises of God. Think about this. Had Joshua given into fear, instead of being strong and taking courage, would he have led the Israelites into the promised land? Well, probably not. Now, God could have found another person to lead them in. But, but let me tell you that fear keeps us from the promises of God. And it could have kept Joshua from the promises of God as well. In fact, let me add something to that, that the enemy knows that fear keeps us from the promises of God, which is those things that we already possess in Christ. So there are possessions that you already have in Christ Jesus. And sometimes the devil will whisper to you thoughts like that. You can't have that. You can't possess that. That's not, that's not yours. God knows who you really are. Can I tell you something? Uh, the, the, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He does not, he doesn't, he, he doesn't want you to live a faith filled life trusting God. He's going to plant ideas in your head and he's going to accuse you and tell you that the promises of God don't apply to you. That, that, that you're not good enough for the promises of God. But let me tell you this, as a child of God, you already possess the promises of God. They are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So if you are in Christ Jesus, if you have been washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and you've experienced resurrection power, if you have believed in your heart and confessed that Jesus is Lord, you are a child of God, the Bible says. And as a child of God, all of the promises are yours in Christ Jesus. They are yes and amen. Isn't that good news? Wherever you're at, you should probably say an amen because that's good stuff right there. But fear will keep you from that which you already possess. Fear keeps you from that which you already possess in Christ Jesus or as a child of God. Well, don't live life like that. That's not the way to live life. God doesn't want you to live life like that. He wants you to, to embrace and enjoy the promises that he's given you. And so we don't listen to, to, to fear. We don't have a spirit of fear. We, we are called to live courageous lives in Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to go to Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 7. So it's the verse right after we, we stopped in verse 6. God says it again. Be strong 
and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a promise to me. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? He's going to say it again, everybody. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Hey, hey, come on, everybody. I, I want to I want to teach you how to live courageously. I'm going to teach you how to live this courageous life. Just hang with me for a few minutes and write these things down because this is powerful stuff right here. Number one, it's not enough to want courage. You must take it. It's not enough to want courage. You've got to take hold of it. You, you, have, to, you, you have to lay hold of it. Okay, there, there's a lot of people that want to be courageous. But you know what they don't do? They don't take the step of faith. They don't start moving forward. They, they don't lay hold of courage and start, and, and, and start applying what they know about God or, or, or applying what they know from his word or applying the promises of God in their life. They don't take that step of faith to move forward. They want to have courage, but everybody wanting to be courageous is not being courageous. If you, if you want to be courageous, that's great. In fact, you should want to be courageous. But don't stop there. You have to take it. Uh, you, you, you've got to take courage. You have to lay hold of it and move forward in courage. So that's the first thing. Wanting it is just, it's not enough. It's a great start, but it's not enough. Number two, courage is action then in the presence of fear. That's what courage is. See, I'm, I'm saying take it, take hold of it. Courage is action even in the presence of fear. I, I remember what Joyce Myers says. Uh, she says, just do it afraid. What, what, do what God calls you. Even if you're afraid, just do it afraid. You just move forward anyway. You just take the step of faith anyway. Now, now, now there, there are some things that we need to remember in doing that. That courage is always, and it's not just a mindset, it's, it's, it's also this action involved with it. It's always this faith-filled life that we live. So, so number three, write this down. This is so good. Courage isn't casual then. So if you have to take it, if it's an action, then courage isn't casual, but carefully executing, watch this, God's plan. It's carefully executing God's plan. Let, let me say it like this. In, in Joshua 1, 7, now watch what he says. He says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful where you go. So he's saying, he's saying hey, listen, your obedience is going, to, is going to lead to success. Now he's going to say it another way, the same thing 
But listen, everybody, repetition is powerful when it's in the Bible. Verse eight says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So there he says it again. He says, hey guys, you need to pay attention. You need to take my instructions and live that out. And when you live that out in faith and you live that out in courage, God says, you will be successful. You're going to be prosperous. I'm I'm going to give you good things. I'm going to show you my favor. I'm I'm going to show you my power. I'm going to show you the miraculous. But listen, you you got to adhere to my word, God would say. Adhere to my word. Know it. Study it. Apply it. Be careful with it. Don't, let me say this new song. Don't live your life to execute your plan. Live your life to execute the plans of God. Live your life to execute God's plan for your life, to live out God's plan for your life. And God says, if you do that, listen, I have some things that I want you to hold to, that I want you to pay attention to. And if you do that, if you pay attention, if you hold to my word, if you live it out, you're going to be prosperous and you're going to be successful. So that's good news. Those are promises from from God for us, everybody. That's good news. The last one, number four, write this down. That courage is greater when we understand our assignment as well as the one, capital, capital O, as well as the one who assigned it. See, your courage will be greater if you know your assignment as well as the one who assigned it? Can I tell you something? There have been multiple times in my life that I was, I was filled with fear, but I knew what God was calling me to. And I knew his word well enough to know that he was going to be faithful, that he was going to give us his blessing anyway, that he was going to lead and he was going to provide. So even in the face of fear, we took action. We moved forward. We put our faith not only in the assignment, but we put our faith in the one who gave us the assignment. We put our faith in our heavenly father. Let me tell you this new song. The more that you know your heavenly father, and this is the perfect time for you. I, I, told, I told this last week in my message, this is the perfect time to know him, to get to know him better, to study, to pray like never before, to worship him, to grow in your relationship with the Lord, to, to, to put yourself in a secret place where you're all alone and just spend time with your heavenly father, talking to him, worshiping, praying, reading, listening to him. See what he has to say. L- listen, new song. One of the greatest things that you could ever do is not just know your assignment, but know the one who assigned it to you. And when you know God that well, it's easier to trust. When when you're in a, a, a very alive, passionate relationship with our Lord, everybody, can I tell you something? Courage is a little bit easier to take hold of because you know the one who's called you. You know the one whose, whose promises you can build your life upon. And they're no longer just, they're no longer just words in a book. God is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. 
And we need to be in a real relationship with our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we need to really listen to the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit because He's real and He's active and He's moving. See, if you want to live courageously, can I tell you, the first step is get to know God. Get to know the one who assigns you your purpose, who lays out the path ahead of you. Get to know him. Get to know his voice. Get to know his word. And it's going to help you live the courageous life. So let's be like Joshua, everybody. Let's be strong. Let's take courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And we can trust him with everything. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer as we apply this to our lives. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've called us to live lives of faith, lives of courage. I thank you that you've called us out of fear, that we are not meant to live life like that. So Father, in every area of our life, we're gonna choose to live courageously. As, as moms and dads, we're, we're gonna be courageous in leading our families. We're going to be courageous in, in teaching our children, our grandchildren about the things of God, about your word, about truth. Father, I, I pray for every husband, every wife that, that maybe they're, they're uh, struggling in, in their relationship with, with one another. Father, I pray that they would take courage, that, that they would not be casual uh, about their relationship with you or their relationship with each other, but they, but, but they would be careful and deliberate in following you and obeying your word and, and adhering to your word and being changed by it. And Father, I know that as they live courageously in you, that you're going to make significant changes in their lives. Father, for the ones that have been called according to your purpose. They have, they have a purpose in their life. In fact, every child of God, every believer has a purpose in this life. Lord, I pray that you would teach them that purpose if they don't know it. And if they know it and they've just been filled with fear, God, I pray that you would break the spirit of fear in their life. And I pray that they would take courage, that they would not be afraid, they would not be dismayed, but they would live the courageous life, that they would take action and pursue Pursue it according to your will and according to your word, Lord. Let it happen, I pray. And I thank you, Father, that as we study this uh, series about courageous living, that you're going to change all of us, that we're going to be the people that you've called us to be. We're going to grow in our relationship with you. We're going to know you more. We're, we're, we're going to not only know our assignment, but we're going to truly know the one who assigned it to us. Father, that's our prayer. Now, for anybody who's listening to this uh, sermon today and you've not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and you're thinking, you know, I, I don't even know if I'm in right relationship with Jesus. I'm gonna pray a prayer. And, and if you're that person, then I, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I realize today that I'm not in right standing with you. Heavenly Father, I realize I'm not in right standing with you. And I am in need of your forgiveness. So Father, I call out to you today in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood and by his power, save me, I pray. Jesus, come into my life. I surrender 
my life to you. I relinquish control of my life. And I invite you in. And I thank you now that since I called out to you, since I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and I've declared with my mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. I've made that decision in my life, in my heart. Jesus, you are Lord and I choose you. I thank you that I'm now part of the family of God, that I'm accepted as a child of God, that I'm a new creation, that the old is gone and the new has come. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I love you, and I'm excited as I begin this relationship with you. Help me, I pray. Teach me, I pray. And help me to be the person you've called me to be. And I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.